0: I was going to say, it's the main thing I tell people is to read that ingredient list because you never know what what's going to be in the products you're buying, even products you've been buying for a long time. You might be surprised to, to see what they actually put in those products.
1: Welcome to Plant Based DFW with Dr. Riz and Maya. In our show, we cover topics about lifestyle medicine, such as healthful eating, physical activity, stress management building relationships and improving your sleep. We also enjoy talking about c- topics such as the environment and animal welfare. And we will bring you experts such as physicians, dietitians, and health coaches. And we also like hearing testimonies from people like you. Many of you have asked for additional help in learning how to do groceries. And as soon as I saw Hillary's grocery videos, I felt that she was a perfect person to talk to us about navigating our way towards healthier options. In this episode, Hillary gives us a quick look into her grocery tours in Midland, Texas. Learn where you should uh, spend most of your time, how to read labels, and what foods to avoid as you transition to eating more plant-based foods. Hillary Cosby is certified in plant-based nutrition through eCornell, certified in plant-based cooking through Ruby Online Cooking Course. Um, She runs a local whole food plant based meal prep business called Whole Heart Meals, where she offers meals, grocery store tours and cooking demos. She is a CHIP, meaning Complete Health Improvement Program facilitator at Midlands Lifestyle Medicine Center. She has currently returned to school to become a registered dietitian and she is a board member of Healthy City. You can visit her on her websites and learn more about her through our city.com and also wholeheartmeals.com. Welcome, Hillary. Thank you. Well, I'm excited to have you uh, for the same reason that I just said that you do a lot in the community. Um, can we start off with maybe talking about what CHIP means? Sure.
0: So CHIP stands for Complete Health Improvement Program. It's a program that was started uh, back in the 80s by Dr. Hans Deal, And it can be Done uh, implemented um, either as an individual or as part of an organization. So I'm part of the Midland Memorial Organization's uh, CHIP facilitator program. And what we do is we, we facilitate classes. We have uh, different topics um, over a course of a couple months, and it teaches people how to eat better. Uh, usually, you know, we focus on the whole food plant-based aspect. Um, it also talks about exercise, we work on uh, stress management, sleep, and even some relationship management issues.
1: Well, that's wonderful that it goes along this, the umbrella that we also promote, which is lifestyle medicine. Exactly. Yes. Wonderful. And then are you the only CHIP facilitator in that area?
0: No, there are a few of us. And we work uh, through the Midland Memorial Hospital's Lifestyle Medicine Center Clinic. So we, mm-hmm. we offer all sorts of different programs. But chip uh, chip is one that's open to the community as well as hospital employees.
1: You know, uh, in 2019, for the first time I attended the food is medicine conference. And I saw that you guys chip had a booth uh, with information And can if someone wants to be a facilitator, do you just sign up to to be trained? Or how does that work?
0: Right. So if you're here locally in Midland, um, you can sign up uh, or contact one of us at the Lifestyle Medicine Center to, to get, um, get approved for the training. Uh, but otherwise, you can go through the, the CHIP website. And I think there are ways on there where you can become an individual facilitator. And I think there's also a training um, annually at the ACLM conference.
1: That's right. I did see them in Orlando as well. Do they kind of put together like a curriculum for you?
0: Yeah, so it's the training to become a facilitator. It's about a a day or two. It's it's not too long. Most of the program um, is just you follow the videos that are now on uh, online and on a flash drive, Mm -hmm. and there resources that they they give you to help guide the class discussions. But you're really you're focusing on allowing participants to view the videos and take what they can from it, and then we try to facilitate a conversation about it and get people think, you know, how to apply this in their own lives and ha- how to answer any questions they have, particularly when it comes to the diet, because that's usually the big um, change that people tend to make when they, when they switch to CHIP.
1: Um, so tell us, I think you kind of already described it, but what are some of your responsibilities at Midland Memorial Hospital?
0: So at Midland Memorial, I am a CHIP facilitator, and I also uh, help out with the Ornish program. I do uh, grocery store tours for them. Um, so the Ornish program is specifically for people who have uh, heart heart issues, usually referred uh, by a doctor after a heart attack or another um, heart complication. And so they have to do a really low-fat plant-based diet mm-hmm. that the doctor promotes. So I I do the grocery store tours for that. Um, I'm also, in the community, I'm also a part of Healthy City, which is our local nonprofit that promotes the whole food plant-based lifestyle. And through that, we offer cooking demonstrations and grocery store tours, monthly community meal events, and an annual conference um, called Food is Medicine, where we bring in renowned speakers to speak on nutrition and educate the
1: public. Mm -hmm. So you stay pretty busy year round. Yes. How often do you do your grocery tours?
0: Uh, So it depends. Uh, With Healthy City, we offer them every other month. And usually around the time of Food as Medicine in April, we have a couple more options um, because they're usually more, there's more, more interest in it at that time. And then Ornish, I do a few times a year as well.
1: Say that I'm new and, um, you know, you're going to take me on a tour in the grocery store. I eat the standard American diet right now, and I decided to sign up uh, and join you on a tour. What should I expect? You should expect,
0: uh, well, I ask people to come with an open mind. First <laughs> 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 um. Yeah. But yeah, we always start in, in the produce section. I think that's the best place to start. The number one thing I want people to take away from my grocery store tours is how to read a nutrition label, because I think that's where people get tripped up. Um, but even before you read the nutrition label, the best foods to eat often don't have nutrition labels. Uh-huh. They're the best foods in the produce section,
1: the whole fruits and the whole vegetables. Exactly. I agree. And so you spend most of the time in the produce section, telling them everything here is fine to eat, like potatoes and tomatoes and all that. Exactly.
0: Yes. I, I tell people, you know, the, the produce section is not off limits. Don't be afraid of the <laughs> potatoes. Don't be afraid of the bananas. Well,
1: well how long do you spend at the, in the produce section and do you allow people to sort of explore and discover new things they've never seen before?
0: Yeah, sometimes it depends on the group. Each grocery store tour is a little bit different depending on the people. But yeah, I just encourage people try, try new things, you know, look at the, the different tropical fruits, look for things you might not have seen before, you know, spend most of your time at when you're at the grocery store, spend most of your time in that produce section.
1: Yeah. Are people doing groceries at the same time that you're t- giving them the tour? like collecting items?
0: <laughs> Usually not because our groups are fairly large and we don't want to clog the aisles with the, okay. with the carts. Um, but if it's a smaller group, I don't mind. But in, in general, we ask that they just, you know, take their notes and, and hold off on the shopping.
1: <laughs> right. What is the average size of a group that you have? Um, it varies. Some, sometimes they're
0: small. You only have three or four people and sometimes, um, you know, 12 to 14 people.
1: Okay. That's a good size. Um and and they're mainly always at HEB, is that right? Yes. We we're,
0: we're open to, to doing other ones, um, other places if people are interested, but H E B is our pretty standard one um
1: here in, in Midland. Yeah. And you know, I recently um posted on my Instagram that I'm I've been, so my mom is in town and she's visiting and I've been transitioning her to a plant-based diet because she suffered a stroke a couple of months ago. And so she's very open-minded now. And I took her to Central Market. I've been posting about that and it's just amazing. It's one of my favorite um, grocery stores and I know they're part of HEB. Do you have the, the person in the crowd that says, well, I was told this and this about tofu.
0: <laughs> about soy in general. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I try to uh, let people know that, that most of the misinformation that came um, you know, about the soy was from an article, I forget how long ago it was, but basically it turns out the person who got got sick and had the higher estrogen levels um, with the soy was from drinking gallons of soy milk a day, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which we, we don't recommend. Um, and that's, that was, you know, one, one anecdotal situation. So in general, soy can be very healthy, uh, especially for women um, in terms of its uh, protection with breast cancer.
1: After the produce section, where else do you take uh, this group of people? Right. So we go
0: up and down most of the aisles. There are a couple of aisles that we skip and, and these, yeah, we do them at HEB, but this can really be applied to any grocery store. Uh, but we usually go to, to the frozen section uh, next and look over the the fresh or the sorry the frozen vegetables and frozen fruits there and I tell people you know this these are still great options it's great to have on hand in case you don't have the, pro- the fresh produce available. Uh, just check the
1: labels and make sure that it's just the fruit and just the veggies and not, you know, covered
0: with sauce or salt or things like that.
1: That's right. And it, it goes back to reading labels again, that sometimes people are not aware that there's added something either oil or sodium in something that just as simple as a vegetable.
0: I was going to say, the main thing I tell people is to read that ingredient list because you never know what's going to be in the products you're buying, even products you've been buying for a long time. You might be surprised to to see what they actually put in those products.
1: How do you feel about the alternative meats, you know, the vegan meats, the vegan cheeses and all of that?
0: Yes. So what I tell people when it comes to those, um, first of all, read the ingredients anyways. <laughs> you'll You'll see that most of those products are full of salt oil sugar just a lot of fat and it's okay as a transition food like if you have people coming off the standard american diet and they can't give up their hot dog try a veggie dog instead you know it's better to do that than to eat your regular hot dog but ideally we want to move more towards the whole foods you know the beans and the and the tempeh and the tofu and the vegetables rather than the the fake meats and the fake cheeses
1: what about um Other foods that are whole foods, but that we've been told we sort of have to be careful with, like the nuts and avocados. Because I recently had someone ask me um, at another event I was at. They said, "But that's a whole food. So what's wrong with the avocado?"
0: Right. So what I what I tell people is, uh, it depends on your your goals with your personal diet. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in general, it's harder to lose weight. Um, by consuming a lot of nuts, seeds, and avocados because they're so high in fat, they're more calorie dense. I'm not saying to get rid of all of them because they are healthy fats, they are good for us. But I recommend um, if you're trying to lose weight or maintain your weight, aim for about one serving a a day of either nuts or avocado. So that's about a quarter cup of nuts or two tablespoons of nut butter or about uh, one small avocado's worth of fat.
1: Okay. That's good to know. And then also, I'm always asked about bread. And I'm not really, I've never really been a big fan of bread in terms of like having it in regular meals. So someone recommended to me that I recommend Dave's killer bread. Um, But you pointed out something about that. And then you mentioned Ezekiel bread. So what is the difference between the two?
0: What I tell people is ideally, um, Ezekiel tends to be the best option. There are no added uh, sugars in there. It's made from 100% sprouted grains, whole grains. But if a lot of people uh, might not be used to the texture of Ezekiel, it it does take some getting used to, especially if you're coming off your Wonder Bread. But Dave's Killer Power Seed Bread is is a good option. Uh, It does have a little bit of added sugar, which Ezekiel doesn't have, but it's Overall, still made with those whole grains, and it, it has the fiber in there and other nutrients. So that's a good transition bread if you want to work your way to Ezekiel.
1: Okay, that is good to know. There's something else that I read, um, can't remember where, that I would be looking for a ratio in the bread. What is that? Okay, so ideally, uh, there's a, the grams of
0: fiber on a nutrition label, and then you have the total carbohydrates listed there. So ideally you want the grams of fiber to be at a one to five ratio to the total carbohydrates or greater. So an example would be, let's say there's three grams of fiber in a slice of bread and there's a total of 15 grams of total carbohydrates. So that would be passable because um, three out of 15 is a one to five ratio. But let's say that same slice only had one gram of fiber uh, that would not be ideal. Uh, that would be really low in
1: fiber. When you give your grocery tours, do you give people sort of a handout to remember these little things?
0: Well, we we offer it on our website, the Healthy City website. We have some resources under the I think it's under the grocery store tour um, page. We saw the videos. There's a, a nutrition label guide, like how to read it. So we have a couple tips, like the one on fiber. Um, I also mention uh, about sodium. The trick I use with sodium, good rule of thumb, is Ideally, in a serving size, you want the milligrams of sodium to be equal to or less than the calories in a serving. So that just kind of gives you a rough estimate of like, oh, this is pretty high in sodium. It's like triple. triple. Right.
1: Right. My, you know, the main thing that I focus on, and I, I need to remember the ratio, but it's that just no sodium or low, low sodium, but then low sodium can get tricky too, right? Right. Yeah, it can. And would the same thing apply for tortillas? Yes. Okay. Same idea.
0: Yes. And uh, thankfully, Ezekiel actually has, depending on your grocery store, uh, but they tend to have the frozen tortillas as well. They have the sprouted whole grain and a couple different sizes, as well as the sprouted corn tortillas.
1: The bulk aisle. What will we find there?
0: So many things, but it really does depend on your store. The H-E-B that we filmed at had uh, quite a bit um, of options, but some of our local he don't even have a bulk section. So your store could be completely different um, or even have more because ours I, doesn't have legumes, but some some do. Um, but ours has things like nuts. Um, ideally, you want to do unsalted or raw nuts. Uh, the nut butter that you grind yourself, like the peanut butter, the one ingredient, peanut butter, or almond butter. Um, there's dried fruits, the whole grains and lots of different spices. And sometimes nutritional yeast is in there too. Flaxseed.
1: Can you tell us what should we look for in a can?
0: Yes, yeah, so when it comes to canned food, um, like canned beans, ideally look for the the low sodium or no salt added, and then even then, um, rinse them. I tend to rinse all my beans if I if I do the canned, um, and then I also look for the BPA free label, which usually organic um, is is better with that. So you don't have to worry about the BPA linings. I get canned beans. Uh, Canned tomatoes are good. If you're looking for tomatoes, same thing. Do the the no salt added or low sodium version of the tomatoes. And they also have things like the light coconut milk and and veggie broth and stuff in that same aisle.
1: And are you okay with coconut milk? Um, Light coconut milk uh,
0: with certain sauces and stuff. It is higher in fat than uh, some other products. So it is one of those things. You know if you're trying to lose weight, you might want to cut back on,
1: yeah. Oh, you know, my mother asked me to ask you a question, <laughs> and this was because um, she's new to nut milk, but um, she said, What is the difference between a nut milk that is labeled original and another one that has, say, the word vanilla?
0: Just the vanilla flavoring,
1: does it have more sugar, you think, or
0: not if it says unsweetened? If it says unsweetened, whether it's vanilla or original, that just means that there's no sugar added. So it depends on what you're trying to, you know, flavor, eat it with. Like if I'm doing baking, I'll often use an unsweetened vanilla soy milk, let's say, but if you want um, more of a, like a savory sauce, like an Alfredo sauce that you're making, you could do the original unsweetened.
1: Okay. That makes sense. Do you guys in any of your programs um, teach people how to make their own milk? No, uh, we
0: don't have a specific lesson on that, but there are a lot of, uh, I've seen a lot of videos and things online.
1: The other thing that my mom um, had a question uh, when we were in the grocery store is she wanted to use a spray. So we do not cook with oil at home, uh, but she wanted to know if the spray bottle is better. Better than... I know, I know exactly, but she wanted she wanted permission to use that spray, the can of spray oil or whatever that is, oil spray. And I say, that's still oil, right? And it probably has more chemicals.
0: That's the gray area. I've heard different things, depending on who you ask uh, when it comes in the plant-based world. Um, I personally try not to use those. I usually use broth when I'm sauteing, just a tablespoon or two of a veggie broth or even water. Um, and then with baking, I try to use parchment paper so I don't have to use the spray. Uh, The parchment paper, uh, the the baked goods just come right off. Um, But if you do the spray, I mean, yeah, be aware that it is oil. A little bit of spray, it's not going to be that bad if you're just trying to transition away from the oil. But be aware that those cans, (laughs) it's so misleading the way that the food industry works. But if you look at the labels, they'll all say zero calories, zero grams of fat, zero everything. But if you look at the actual ingredients, 100% of the ingredient is oil. So you're still getting... 100% 100% oil, you look at the serving size, it's often a fifth of a
1: second spray. Mm-hmm.
0: Nobody's <laughs> going to spray that for a fifth of a second. <laughs> but that's yeah. why they can get away with zero calories.
1: You know, most of us transitioned at a slower pace than in overnight. And it's so hard to do everything overnight to clear everything from your home and do and have all the perfect groceries and enjoy everything right away. So it's like, I kind of had to tell her well we got off of this slowly and we got off of that slowly um but i have been teaching her how to saute with vegetable broth and she can't believe it you know she's like no oil in any of this (laughs) it's like yeah no um i so let's talk about whole wheat flour
0: Oh, so whole wheat flour, if you're going to bake, um, it is better to use a whole grain flour, such as um, whole wheat flour, whole wheat pastry flour, or even, you know, you could try almond flour or brown rice flour, but something that's not just that plain, you know, white all purpose flour, because um, that when you have the white flour, they take out all of the fiber. So at least with, with whole wheat or the whole grain fibers, you still have some of the um, some of that fiber still in there.
1: And I've also heard you say that even with pastas, if you can choose a pasta that's made out of lentils, that's a better option, I guess, than a regular pasta. Is that right?
0: Yes. So when it comes to pasta, I, I tell people the same thing. Yeah, look for that either whole grain, like made with whole wheat flour, or if you're looking for um, something that's gluten-free or something with even more fiber, you can check out the, the chickpea pastas, and they have lentil pastas. and. I think they even have like some black bean pastas now too, all sorts of different types made from legumes.
1: I think I heard you say that in general, like if you are eating a whole plant-based food, you really don't need a supplement a lot, right? Yes.
0: So when it comes to, uh, yeah, the whole like protein and vitamins and things like that, the, the only thing that we really recommend with whole food plant-based is the, is vitamin b twelve. And then um, Dr. Greger also recommends uh, for most people, a vitamin D is probably a, a good addition as well, or possibly DHA. But in general, you don't need the other supplements or, you know, protein and things like that.
1: Okay. Would vitamin D be more recommended for people that are either limited with, um, you know, to sun exposure or that are older or maybe have like osteoporosis or?
0: Yes, all, all of the right. above. This, this time okay. of year. It also depends on where you live. Uh, you know, here in Texas, we get a little bit more sunlight, um, but even then, most people aren't outside enough to necessarily produce all the vitamin D this time of year. Um, so it wouldn't hurt to to maybe take um, take some vitamin D. But you can you can always talk to your doctor and get tested and see what your vitamin D levels
1: are. Is there a difference between like vitamin D and a D three?
0: Right. So there's D three and D two. D three is traditionally, usually it's better absorbed, I believe, um, than D2 is. uh, But it also tends to be from animal sources. Um, I found one that is a plant based D3 that they actually get it from mushrooms. It's like a concentrated um, D3 from mushrooms.
1: Yeah, that's good to know. Because sometimes I forget that some things are not necessarily um, vegan or plant based, I guess. Yes, gosh, there's so much to know. When you give your tours, how successful do you think um, your, your group, you know, your participants feel after they've had a tour? Do they, do they report to you that they can do it on their own the next time around?
0: It, it depends. Um, some people we don't hear from. Again, some people I... I do hear from, and they come to our community meal events and are 100% on board. Most people, though, do take time, need that time to transition. It is harder to do 100%, you know, overnight. Um, But as long as you take everything, you know, try to make the changes that you can in your life at that moment, and then work on getting better each time. That's, that's the goal. But it can be a little overwhelming for people at first, I definitely understand that.
1: Okay, and it does get easier because you know, I'm speaking from personal experience, you sort of have to get become refamiliar familiar with how to grocery shop. Okay, one more question about doing groceries. And really, this is under the supplements, because you mentioned the protein powders. And even though there are vegan protein powders, um, do you recommend that?
0: Personally, no, I do not recommend those. Basically, if you're eating enough whole foods in your diet and from a variety of sources, you're going to be getting enough protein. Um, let's say you work out more, you're going to be burning more calories, you're probably going to be eating more. And by eating those, um, you know, that extra food, you're naturally going to be getting more protein from that food. So, uh, this is, you know, Dr. Greger and others say too, as long as you're getting adequate calories, you're not going to have from a variety of whole food sources, you're not going to have any issue with um, protein deficiency.
1: Even if a person is like you said, hitting the gym more often, and they feel like they need more protein to build muscle, you're saying no,
0: I recommend yeah, eat more beans. Like if you're if you're worried about it, eat more of those greens, uh, you know, do the, the whole food plant based protein sources.
1: In terms of the grocery store, is there anything else any other tip that you would like to give us?
0: Yeah, just learn to read those labels and, and know what's in your food. Um, also, be aware of the different names for sugar. There's so many different names for sugar that can sneak into different products. The World Health Organization recommends, you know, under 25 grams of sugar a day. So you know, if there is a little bit of added sugar, you you can kind of keep an eye on that and make sure that you're within the the daily limit. But ideally, try to cut out those added sugars as well.
1: And that reminds me, what about when you're in the um, in the section where the pancake mix, (laughs) you know, where we have a vegan pancake mix? And also, what about sugars and alternatives like stevia and other things? How do you feel about that?
0: Yes. So personally, I do not um, recommend artificial sweeteners of any kind. Uh, Dr. Greger has some good videos on the artificial sweeteners on his website, nutritionfacts.org. Um, when, when it comes to sweeteners, I recommend uh, fruit as like dates or dried fruit. You can even find some stores they have date sugar that you can replace in when you're baking or date syrup which you can also make yourself, but I've seen it at the store. You can just blend up some dates with some water in a blender and use that to replace, um, to replace sugar in your dish. Um, and then if you want something that's a little bit more refined, there are things like you know maple syrup and molasses
1: I would like to talk about the foodist medicine conference that you guys have every year, because um, last year 2019, I went for the first time, it was sort of a last minute decision because I had other things going on. And um, I saw it kind of last minute, I think I was lucky to even get a ticket. And um, it was an impressive day. with I think four speakers, a lunch was included. I love mingling with people, you guys had opportunities for book signings and all of that. So can you tell us more about that and how people can buy tickets?
0: Yes, so this year, our Food is Medicine conference will be on April 4th. It will be at the Bush Convention Center in downtown Midland. We will have four speakers this year, including Dr. Scott Stoll, Dr. Michael Greger, Chef AJ, who will do a talk as well as a cooking demonstration, and Dr. Sarai Stancic, who uh, works with, uh, she was the creator of Code Blue, the new documentary. Yes. Yes. And we will have lunch. Uh, We're hoping it's going to be a hot lunch this year. And (laughs) because at the convention center, it's going to be a little different. um, And it's going to be pretty much the same time frame tickets are not available yet. But you can check out our website, we have the the pictures up and some information on there on our healthy
1: com. Oh, gosh, I'm so excited because um, we screened code blue last year at the Fort Worth Medical Medical School there. And it's a wonderful film that um, and of course, who's not a fan of Dr. Gregor? Can you tell us more about Dr. Patel and her lifestyle medicine center?
0: Yes. So this lifestyle medicine center that Dr. Patel runs, we uh, it's called um if you if you're interested in it, MidlandHealth.org and then um, at Lifestyle Medicine Center. And we offer the uh, the Ornish program and the Chip program, and weekly classes on Thursday evenings on all sorts of different topics, such as the basics of whole food plant based eating or food addiction. Uh, they also go into things like um, relationship management and stuff like that as well.
1: It sounds like you guys have a well rounded program that touches on different areas, like you said, you know, how to do groceries, how to cook. Um, some of the meals that then will become staples and dealing with addiction. And you guys have like a very strong support group, it sounds like.
0: Yes, we do. We are very fortunate. We have a great group of people out here in West Texas
1: that are all working yeah. to help make us all healthier. Uh, how long have you guys been doing all of this?
0: So Healthy City, the, the nonprofit that I'm with, um, it's been a non- officially a nonprofit since 2016. Um, but the Autry's, uh, Dr. Staten Autry and his wife, Blythe, Uh, they started doing the community meal events. Oh gosh, I think we're going on six, five or six years now. And that was um, pretty much the seed that really started uh, the the plant-based movement out here in West Texas. And then we just got more and more people on board. And uh, the Lifestyle Medicine Center was, you know, Dr. Panamasha Patel is so passionate about about um, changing people's lives with, with their lifestyle. And so she opened that up, I believe, two years ago
1: now. We're all just very passionate. How do you guys get support for the Food is Medicine conference?
0: Yes, uh, mainly through donations. Uh, we, we send out a sponsorship menu um, around this time of year to, to different um, donors who've donated in the past. And we ask for donations at, uh, we have a, a special dinner that we do, or we also, um, we we. People can buy a table or a ticket for that, um, and money goes back to the nonprofit um, and to put on the Food as Medicine event.
1: And then there's another website, um, betteryoutexas.org. What, what is this one about?
0: Yes, yeah, so that one is um, for, I think it was originally started for the hospital employees here at the Midland Memorial Hospital, and it's a way to engage, um, engage people in their daily uh, health choices and give them, give them ideas and knowledge on, on how to live better.
1: Do you find that there, maybe because of this, the strong presence of eating plant-based, are the employees more open to all of this?
0: Uh, Some are. (laughs) Um, But in general, I think the community is more open to hearing about plant-based eating than they were
1: even just a few years ago. So I asked because my husband also um, has been trying to create change at his own hospital. And, um, he seems to have more power when he's actually in surgery, and the people that are around him, the team that's working around him, they have no choice but to listen to what he has to say about food. So <laughs> he calls them a captive audience, you know, they have no choice. So, so that's kind of how, you know, how he talks, but we've been, um, one of our goals at his hospital is to start trying to put something in place for the patients, you know, plant-based options. Hilary, if you if we have time, I'd love to hear a little bit about your story, if you'd like to share how you became plant-based yourself and how you went towards the path of becoming a facilitator and partnering up with all these wonderful groups. Sure.
0: So I um, originally went vegetarian uh, about 16 years ago now as a, as a teenager, and um, mainly for, for animal reasons. I didn't like the way animals are treated, and I realized that it was also really bad for the environment. And then about almost seven years ago now, I watched Forks Over Knives, and that really pushed me towards uh, changing my diet for health reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, And then around that same time, I had moved here to Odessa Midland, and I heard a a radio program, and it was with um, Dr. Staten Autry, and he was talking about the plant-based lifestyle here in, in Midland, Odessa. And I was just shocked that those are people in this area were eating this way. And so I, that's how I ended up joining the group out here. And I actually Uh ended up my whole career path over the past past few years. Um, Word got around through the community meal group and at the start of Healthy City that, that I was uh, really interested in this. So I got the opportunity to become a chip facilitator through my connections there. I got certified in uh, plant-based nutrition through eCornell. And then I also started my own business where I actually meal prep plant-based meals and offer grocery store tours and cooking lessons. And I'm currently going to school to become um, a registered dietitian. You know, I already have my degrees, but I decided to go back because I'm just really passionate about um, changing people's lives with food.
1: Yeah, that is wonderful to hear. Actually, so are you still doing the meal prepping? Yes. Oh my goodness. What is the name of that business? It's called Whole Heart Meals. Okay, Whole Heart Meals? Yes. Okay, so I will make sure that I link all these websites. All of this is so valuable. And our listeners want to know all these details about grocery shopping. Give us again the website where they can view your six part series, how to navigate the grocery store.
0: Yes, it's our dot com, And then if you mm-hmm. go on on that web page, uh, you can go under the learn more option. And there's a grocery store tour, or grocery store video
1: link. Well, thank you, Hillary, for your time. And um, I think I'm going to see you then in April when I go down there. Oh, great. Thank you. Been listening to the Plant Based DFW podcast show. If you like our content, please like, share and leave a review. Our goal is to provide quality episodes to help support the community.